I'm Gabriel Spitzer. This is Transmission. And today's episode, Saying Goodbye. We're going to devote the whole episode to a single story today. And here to help me tell the story is KNKX's Kari Plogue. So can you give us an idea of who we're going to hear from in this story and just what it's all about? Sure. I recently spoke with a woman named Michelle Bennett, uh, who lost her mother to COVID-19. She lives in the east side of the Seattle area, um, and she has a pretty heart-wrenching story about saying goodbye to her mom. Her mom's name is Carol Ann Gann. And this story kind of gets at some pretty important stuff about some of the really difficult aspects of this pandemic. Can you just give us a sense of, you know, what piece of this we're touching today? Yeah. So this story is also about sort of the people who are stepping in um, and standing on the bedsides of patients who are dying in isolation um, and doing some of the things that loved ones wish they could do themselves. All right. So who are we going to hear from first, Kari? First, we're going to hear from Michelle Bennett. I want people to know that she was an amazing survivor, resilient, smart, and very funny. She was very charismatic, and she loved her kids and her grandkids. And I am still struggling that I can't just pick up the phone and call her and and talk with her, you know? Hi, Michelle. It's your mom. It's uh, 7.30 on Friday night. I'm just getting off work. I have not bought Tommy's present yet, so I want to know what does he want for his birthday? What's he into? Carol Ann Gann survived a lot, starting from a very young age in Long Beach, California. She lived through an unspeakable act of violence committed by her father. Her uh, mother and father were were in a domestic violence situation. She had left him and he had found her in California and broke into the house or came into the house and um, killed her. The police report says when they arrived, the the toddler was crying over the mother's body. So I, I can't imagine, you know, what that would have, you know, been like for my mom to be scarred with that at, you know, 15 months old. After her father was sentenced to life in prison for murdering her mother, Caroline was adopted by a loving family. But it was still hard for her to feel safe. Caroline survived repeated kidnapping attempts from her biological father's family. She would fall asleep watching the door, fearful someone would take her. But Carol Ann survived it all, something Michelle admires the most about her mom. Carol Ann later attended college part-time while raising five children. Michelle says her mom worked hard and never lost her sense of humor. Um, I was talking to my dad the other day. He goes, you know, the whole time she was in college, I don't think I ever saw her study one time. And she, she like aced every test and it was so frustrating. And uh, yeah, she was wickedly smart and wickedly funny. Because she was so smart and charismatic, Carol Ann's decision to move to a nursing home in Issaquah was emotionally difficult. Michelle says her mom struggled with COPD and early stages of heart failure. Carol Ann was a nurse for 38 years, so as hard as it was to make the transition, she knew it was the right move to get the care she needed. When Carol Ann told Michelle that someone at her nursing home had tested positive for COVID-19, Michelle says she wasn't worried. Her mom spent most of her time away from common areas, inside her room, laughing with her roommate, Pam. Still, Michelle knew the risks. This is the one disease she needs to stay clear of because it it preys on vulnerable people and she has lung issues and heart issues. And I think if she gets this, she won't survive it. Then the call came. Hi, Michelle, it's your mom. 
and I just found out at 4 o'clock this afternoon that I do have the coronavirus. I'm positive. So I don't know how many people, but a few years did. Michelle's heart sank. She sat frozen, knowing what this news likely meant. When she learned her mom was being transported to Swedish Hospital's Issaquah campus, Michelle wanted to see her, even if she couldn't get close. So I actually drove to the nursing home, keeping a distance, uh, just just to catch a glimpse of my mom, maybe in the parking lot. Um, unfortunately, I had just missed her. They had just rolled her back inside. I think I was so distraught driving there, I took a couple wrong turns. <laughs> so I got there a little late, uh, later than I would have. So I'm, I'm still bummed that I didn't get to at least, you know, wave to her from a distance. The next call came from an ER doctor in the middle of the night. Uh, She was so kind. You know, she said, listen, um, you know, your mom's oxygen levels are really low and we need to decide whether to intubate her. But if we intubate her, she will probably never, ever come off ventilation. And if we don't, she probably won't make it. And uh, she goes, you know, if it was my mother, I, I wouldn't have her suffer longer by being on a ventilator. I would, you know, just do comfort care. And it was... You know, that that phrase, you know, if it was my mom, like the compassion of internally knowing that pain and empathizing, you know, just the empathy from the ER doctor was amazing. And so that was a really difficult conversation. Um, We were able to get uh, all of my siblings on speakerphone. We were all able to say goodbye and, you know, we're crying. and, And my mom said, well, I guess I did something right. You're all on the phone and look at all of you. And so, um, you know, she hung up and, you know, I was just up most of the night waiting for that phone call. And I'm sure it's the hospital. I'm like, okay, here's the call. It's coming. And it's my mom. (laughs) She's like, well, so I spent the night here and then, you know, this is what I'm eating for breakfast. And, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you have nine lives. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe you're just, we're just having this conversation. It was such an amazing relief and uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, short-lived, right? This is apparently from what's been explained, two phases of the disease, you know, so we had kind of gotten through the first and then the respiratory issues hit, which I didn't understand. Michelle had gotten used to her mom's knack for surviving the unthinkable. But this new strain of coronavirus is lethal. Carol Ann's health took a swift turn. You know, over the next five days, she just deteriorated and was agitated and, you know, kind of fighting, I think, in her own way for her life by pulling out her IVs and tired of being poked and prodded and So our care was primarily focused on making her feel safe and feeling comfortable. Tatiana Huber is a charge nurse at Swedish Issaquah. She's part of the team of doctors and nurses who cared for Carol Ann in her final days. Tatiana started her shift at 7 o'clock the night of March 25th. It was a stressful start of the shift. We had been working on a new unit that was dedicated to caring for patients who have the coronavirus. But ultimately, we were all just working together and pulling together until things started to slow down and we realized that it was time to start reaching out to Michelle. So the nurse said, listen, um, I will take my phone in there and I'll FaceTime her, I'll get suited up and you guys can see her. Tatiana, dressed from head to toe in protective equipment, held Carol Ann's hand and stroked her hair. She did everything Michelle wanted to do herself. Then the nurse held her personal cell phone up to Carol Ann's face. And I was telling her I love her and, you know, I, I miss her. And I could see my mom, like, kind of just moving her lips. Like, I, I think she re- I think she really heard me. She just couldn't respond. And that meant so much to me. Like, that's the memory I get to carry that I did see her. Whether she knew I was physically present or not, she heard my voice. I saw her face. And 
for that nurse, I am forever grateful that she allowed me that opportunity. At hospitals around the country, nurses and doctors on the front lines of the coronavirus response are the only people present when a critically ill patient takes their final breath. Michelle says she knows that isn't easy for people like Tatiana. But in the face of that tragedy, they're standing in for loved ones who don't have the choice. These folks, these nurses, this healthcare staff, they have to endure this pain as well. Like they're the last conduit of life. And she said, your mom will not be alone. I said, you promise you'll stay in there? said, yes, we will be here with her. So she held her hand and, and she was able to rub her head and, and uh, things that I wanted to do so badly and my siblings did too and we couldn't. She stayed with her till the end. So I stayed with her as long as I could. And what we would do is we would just kind of around, um, be close to her and still talk to her. That way she could hear us and know that she wasn't alone. More and more people are saying goodbye to their loved ones this way, as the coronavirus spreads and forces people to spend their final moments in isolation. Moments that are important for resolving regrets of the past. And, uh, and what I realized, I was talking to a couple of close friends in between these phone calls. They said, you know, your mom needs to hear you say you forgive her, and your mom needs to hear you say that it's okay to go. And so the very last phone call, I said, you know, mom, I, I forgive you from the things we we're talking about. And it's OK to go. You can go. And then an hour later, she she left. So I think she kind of needed permission, you know, um, and then just told her how much I loved her. Michelle says without that last conversation, her mother, the everlasting survivor, would have kept struggling to hold on. Michelle says Tatiana gave her mom the opportunity to let go. Tatiana had lost one of her sisters a few years ago. She knows the grief a person feels when those important words go unspoken. It's difficult to describe the pain and the regret and all the things that you'd like to say to someone that you love but you weren't able to. And it just, it was important to give them this one last conversation before it was too late. Tatiana says she wishes she could have granted such a moment the privacy it deserved. But she's honored she was able to connect mother and daughter one last time. Honestly, all I wanted to do was just reach through the screen and just hug her. Um, Just hearing her last conversation with her mom, it was such a powerful discussion about love and forgiveness and letting go. It was just the greatest thing that she could have given to her mom. And all I wanted to do was hug her and comfort her too. Do you think that you'll get an opportunity to comfort Michelle and give her that hug? I think she wants to hug you as well. As soon as social distancing allows us to hug, there is nothing that I would love more than just to meet her and hug her. Michelle has started a crowdfunding campaign to raise money for King County nurses like the ones who helped her mom in those final days. She's looking forward to the day she can meet Tantiana and express her gratitude in person. Do you know if and when you'll ever get to meet these nurses and say thank you in person? I want to see them so badly and just hug them and just give them the world, if I could, honestly. Uh, like, those are the heroes, really. You know, th- those are the heroes of, of this, this tragedy. What do you want her to know if she's listening right now? Michelle, you did the greatest thing that you could have done for your mom. You gave her the permission that she needed to relax and let go. And I really want to thank you for your selflessness in that moment and giving that to her. 
I can only imagine how difficult it must have been to have that conversation through a cell phone screen instead of being able to hold her and touch her. But I want you to know that we kept her as comfortable as she could and we wanted to make sure that she didn't feel alone. Thank you for being there with my mom. Thank you for not letting her die alone. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being who you are and for taking a personal investment in someone you didn't have to and for giving her family closure. That means more than we can possibly express. That was Michelle Bennett and the story from KNKX's Kari Plog. Kari, um, why was it so important for Michelle and Tatiana to, to talk about this? I mean, they've been pretty public about this very, very intimate thing that happened to them. Michelle um, said it was really important, especially in those final days, um, to deploy what she calls the prayer warriors. Um, she had been posting a lot on Facebook with her extended prayer community, asking for people to pray for her mom and her mom's recovery. Um, And she had told me that when her mom was still coherent, she told Michelle, Carol Ann did, that she could feel people's prayers. Um, And I think that for Michelle, that was really powerful to hear from her mom who was going through something so traumatic. Yeah, and I mean, Besides not being there, um, even the things that happen after Carol Ann's death seem like they're different. They're not normal for our experience of death. Um, can you sort of describe that and what that was like for Michelle? Yeah. Um, so Michelle uh, was not able. I mean, the first the first call you get after your mother dies is from the funeral home, um, and they want to talk about. Uh, arrangements for a service and what her final resting garments are going to be and all of those little details. Um, And I think that that was sort of a second wave of trauma that set in. Michelle realized that she wasn't allowed to go into her mom's room. Um, She wasn't allowed to go through her stuff. Um, And that to me was really um, hard to talk to her about. Because all I kept thinking was the people in my family who are at risk of this. Um, And if this were to happen to them, I wouldn't be able to go through photos and I wouldn't be able to touch their clothes or any of the things that are really important to them. Um, And once she had the nursing home staff member go into her room in, you know, full PPE and collect the teddy bear that she wanted to have buried with her mom and the blanket that had pictures of her grandkids Um, she had to take them in these biohazard bags and bring them to her garage and sanitize them and let them sit overnight, all while handling them with gloves and a mask, and then delivering them that way to the funeral home. And never once um, was she able to touch her skin to the things that were most dear to her mom. And I couldn't imagine being in a position like that. Yeah. Well, one of the things about this story that's so striking is how how that healthcare worker, in this case a nurse, was able to kind of be this this bridge of intimacy. And we really get a sense of Michelle's gratitude for that. And um, I know that she's 
making care packages for frontline workers and nurses and so on. And I just wonder if anybody wants to sort of join the effort, is there a sense of what they ought to be doing? Yeah. So um, in the web post for this episode, we'll include a link to the GoFundMe account that uh, Michelle has set up for nurses, not only nurses at Swedish like Tatiana, but other nurses around the area who are dealing with similar traumatic um, experiences. Well, Akari, I know this stuff is really difficult to report on, and um, I just want to thank you for for getting to know Michelle and Tatiana and and Carol Ann uh, in a way and sharing their story with us so that we can shed a little bit of light on this very specific and intimate act of kindness that made a, a really hard situation just a little bit more bearable. Sure thing. Thank you. Transmission is produced by the staff of KNKX, including Posey Gruner, Kevin Kniestead, and Jennifer Wing. Our executive producer is Florangela Davila. We really appreciate your feedback. You can send it to outreach at knkx.org or tweet it at Gabriel Spitzer. And thanks to everybody who has left a rating and review for us on Apple Podcasts. I'm Gabriel Spitzer. Catch you next time on Transmission. Transmission.